Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Caravan of Garbage, where, yes, we are finally wrapping up the Star Wars prequel trilogy. We've gone through games. We've gone through movies. Leave a like. <laughs> Sure, there, there it is. <laughs> Thank you. So how do you feel? <laughs> We've gone through games and movies and the laborious process of begging people to leave us a like. <laughs> and we'll do it. Big finish. Huge finish because, of course, today we are talking about Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, a movie that most people consider to be the best of the prequels. I certainly agree with that sentiment, yes. Yeah, I think it's, uh, in some ways it's better, but in some ways it's kind of, I feel like it kind of rushes a lot of stuff that we would have maybe liked to have seen over a few more movies. Yeah, you're saying, of course, because, you know, the, the original trilogy suggested, a, you know, a certain amount of history between perhaps Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Yeah. And by the third movie, they were like, we haven't gotten to most of that yet. And we cannot, we <laughs> cannot leave that to the viewer's imagination. It simply will not do. You've got to see every so single second. smash it all in there, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly Like it. when Obi-Wan calls Darth Vader old limbless Darth. <laughs> You know, yeah. In the during that final battle, in got to work it in. Got to work it in, man. I can't believe I didn't. I mean, we'll come back to this towards the end, but I can't believe I never put it together that Darth Vader is so much taller than Hayden Christensen, and that he probably got his legs chopped off. Like it didn't occur to oh, me I at see. all. Right, right. The clues were there the whole time, Mason. There were no clues. There were no clues. <laughs> Hayden Christensen's tall, right? Yeah, but not like he's he's he feels tall. He does feel tall. If you were mm. to feel him, yes, you, he would probably f- like feel tall. If you're in a dark cupboard with Hayden Christensen. <laughs> You're like, damn, this dude's tall. There's not a lot of room in this cupboard. Well, speaking of cupboards, uh, a lot of this, uh, it feels like it's filmed in a cupboard. You oh, know, yeah. we're, we're very much at this point in the digital era for a number of reasons. So this movie actually had a thing where if you went over to the Lucasfilm website and you signed up, you could, uh, for money, oh. you, you could get a still image every 10 minutes of the production as it was being filmed. Oh, my God. Excuse me? Excuse me. That's so wild. Any spoilers? Like spo- a traffic cam that only runs, like that only snaps every 10 minutes. Exactly. Right? So any spoilers, they would veto. Oh, my God. You and McGregor just ran that red light. <laughs> but, yeah, there was also a bunch of advancements in digital filmmaking. For one, I watched a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff, mm-hmm. and they really, like, get into how big the screens are that they can watch the movie being filmed okay. on as it's being filmed. Because normally oh. they're like, you're watching a little black and white monitor mm. and you're like, did that look good? I don't know. But now, you know, you can see a big, you can see it on a big TV. And mm. now that's like, and, yeah. And, and a real big TV, not just a bunch of little TVs all stacked together in a box. I always Awful. hated little TVs stacked together on a box. Same. Awful. But yeah, you know, so you can see like the subtleties of the performance and, you know, you can also instantly rewind to see if you've got something in a shot which meant basically they could film something really quickly, tear down the set or the green screen and, and do like a, a new thing. Isn't you know? it amazing that they got to the 21st century before they added what is essentially a VCR <laughs> to the set? <laughs> well, you can rewind it. <laughs> Look back at it. Yeah, but it's 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 difficult with film, you know what mm, I mean, with yeah. actual film stock as opposed to digital, 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 digital film. Digital film, yeah. Digital film, yeah. Anyways... Uh, you were waiting this whole time to be like, what's the mystery behind the clones and the Cypher Dias fellow? You were asking me all week. You're like, I, s- <laughs> I still don't know who Cypher Dias is. You've got to watch the Clone Wars. That's, uh, that's, that's how that oh, works. Oh, is that where it is? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. Uh, but was, you... that, was that a satisfying reveal for people who watch the Clone Wars? Uh, let us know. I haven't watched it. People below, <laughs> tell us. Probably. What do you look like? Some dude? I'm, re- I'm guessing like a real pale dude. Probably, pale yeah. dude, big collar. <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah. Mm? Bit of red? Bit, bit of red? Bit of red, yeah. I think you're thinking of a guy in this movie, Bruce Spence. 
Pale dude, big collar. I am thinking of Bruce Spence. <laughs> I am thinking of Bruce Spence, but as the helicopter guy in that Mad Max movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the helicopter guy from Star Wars with the helicopter blade? No. Okay, fair enough. Because it's the same creature. It's the same kind of alien Yeah, it's creature. the same creature, Bruce Spence. <laughs> Anyways, war! Mm. Uh, this oh, this is the, the, uh, the, the opening, opening crawl. crawl. My yeah. favourite part of the opening crawl, it says, there are heroes on both sides. Yeah. What are you talking about? Name one. Or do they mean, maybe they mean like hero in like the Greek mythology sense. Like a hero is like the child of a god. So okay. they, maybe they just mean like... There are there are powerful beings on both sides, I guess. Maybe that's what they mean. Well, there's maybe hint- they mean Grievous. They might mean Grievous. <laughs> well, there's hints towards General Grievous, the greatest hero of them all. You know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But there's hints towards, and you get it from the Trade Federation, and Natalie Portman like says it to Anakin at one point of like. Can we just wind this down? Like, nobody really wants to do this war anymore. Mm. But beyond that... No war anymore. Yeah, beyond that, it's like, yeah, who's, who is it? Who are you talking to? <laughs> and I think I think that, yeah, the Clone Wars fleshes out more of the grey area mm. of this conflict. Maybe the, um, maybe the revelation here is that the opening crawl writers are like both sides journalists. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they, you know, there's a guy in his office and he's like, the, the Pal- Palpatine's doing evil stuff. And these editors like... We can't say that. <laughs> we can't. We can't. We gotta. You gotta balance that out. So yeah, yeah. yeah. If you could say there are heroes of both of sides, both sides please. Great, yeah. If you could. That being said, I love the opening to this. I think it's some of the best stuff in the prequels. I've written here. Sure is a lot of Star War going on. I agree. I think this is the Star War they were talking about. This is a big, big ac- opening action. I think the it's one all along. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That they've been hinting at. Just seeing those two Jedi starfighters like flying in unison. Just two mates. Yeah. It's good to see two mates just being like, we're mates. Mm-hmm. And you believe a lot of it in this until they start screaming at each other. Oh, yeah, and the fire and the limb chopping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That. but that's, that's, that's hours away. Yeah, exactly. But it does feel like for a lot of these movies, and there are exceptions like Dexter Jetster, where nobody's really friends with anybody. They just happen to be in the same place at the same time, and they're just like, I think this. Well, I think this. And then they... Like, yes, it's just people just talking Just in a big one void. Other. It's people waiting for the other person to stop talking so they can talk. But yeah, you're right. And it is it's a it is a shame in a lot of ways that it, it feels like not only did they get the character dynamic right, like the I feel like the actors like really kind of became in sync and became yeah. like, oh, this is, this is a pairing or like a, you know, a, a group of people that I really want to see maybe in more movies. But of course... Mm. Everything works in threes, and they can't. They they couldn't go. Let's let's cap it off here, and they save the day, and then we'll then we'll do another trilogy. You know, down the line. Yeah, yeah. We've got to we've got to chop those limbs. Absolutely. I think we might be seeing more of that stuff though down the line of those two together in live ah, action. In between Quill. Yeah, in between Quill. Oh, also the Clone Wars, I guess. Yeah, and the Clone we Wars. We didn't see the Clone Wars. Well, I've seen some of the. We Clone saw Wars. some of the Clone Wars. Yeah. So the reason though that some of the dialogue appears better in this film is because Francis Ford Coppola, who's a longtime friend of George Lucas suggested Christopher Neal to be a dialogue coach on this Ooh. movie. And you might be like, who is this Christopher Neal? It's his nephew. That's Because that's how things work. Wait, who's, who's nephew? Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. Yes. Nice. Yeah, so look, and I think... Not George Lucas's <laughs> nephew. Hey, Luke, hey, George, maybe you could uh, maybe get your nephew. Oh. Guys, he's always doing Shakespearean monologues on yeah, set. You have to keep kicking him out. <laughs> okay, no, that is absolutely how it works. Yeah. And also, you should bring in my nephew... Mm. Nicholas Capola Cage. <laughs> Maybe a, bring in him. In. Yeah, but I think uh, I, I think he I think he did make some big improvements to this. But you know, then there's moments like you know that that I also kind of enjoy, like new droids, like a buzz droid. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, I would just use a bomb if you can get a missile to explode near a ship. Sure, just yes. Make, just make it a big bomb, or it's, make the little droids big bombs. Uh-huh. But you, you know, then you get a fun mm. little action sequence. I would um I would simply manufacture uh, bombs into the ships and sell them to the Jedi. <laughs> and then when they come in for the big time assault, I'm like, jokes on you, bang. <laughs> Bang! I actually have a, a theory about that that I want to talk about okay. in a bit. Well, something similar All at right. least. So Dooku's back. Yes. Christopher Lee did two days, and then a stunt guy did most of the fight. I think that fight's great, though. I think the idea of them coming back together again, and you know, you can see that Anakin Skywalker's like holding back, and then as soon as Obi Wan's passed out, he's just like, "I think I'm gonna open up a bit." And just yeah, time <laughs> to do a bit of evil, I reckon. <laughs> you know. Now granddad's asleep. I reckon I'll do a bit of evil. <laughs> yeah. 
And I know, like, he's goaded into kind of chopping off his head, but he wasn't goaded into chopping off his hands. Like, no, he, he did that on his own. Well, that's a accord. bit of fun, fun bit of payback. Yeah, but you see, like, around Obi-Wan, he's more measured, like, when they mm. get caught in the race shields, and he's like, I think we should wait. Whereas and if Obi-Wan were <laughs> gone, he'd be like, I, want, I reckon we should chop off these race shields' hands. <laughs> that's it. Hey, race shields, come here, buddy. <laughs> chopping your hand off, mate. But that whole sequence, like, even the bit where they land in the hangar bay and Obi-Wan does a huge flip out of his ship before it's even stopped. Mm-hmm. Just just great stuff. And there's the moment where they're fighting the um, the bodyguard droids with a, with a big, you know, sparkly sticks uh-huh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Obi-Wan, like, beheads one. Then he's like, okay. And he turns his back. And he's like, oh, shit. This fight's still going. I'm, I'm still in a fight right now. I think I love little inclusions yeah. like that, you know. But uh, speaking of droids, well, he's not really a droid. Is a is a, a cyborg man creature alien boy, uh, Grievous. Oh yes. Now it's said that like Grievous can kill a bunch of Jedi because he's too intimidating. He's a whirlwind of like intimidation and fury. And where is he? You know what I mean? He's got so many arms and lightsabers. <laughs> he's under that big cloak. That's where he is. <laughs> yeah, most of him's under that cloak. What's left of him is under the cloak. But again, and we saw this in the Clone Wars animated series, the first one, because mm-hmm. Mace Windu does this. Just crush him. Right. Just, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I genuinely do not get the threat. I don't get it. Now, your, now, the, the, the assertion is from, from people opposed to your view, mm. which is merely a certain point of view, James, that he had some of Sifo-Dyas's blood in him. No, I was going to say that uh, cr- just crushing him, like crushing his brain or crushing his heart or whatever, would be evil. Yeah, and you shouldn't do that. But again. Jedi are chopping people's heads off all the time. Also, everyone shoots him with a gun. Shoots him with a regular gun. So that's gun. fine, is it? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, at the very least, what you maybe, maybe like snap the helmet closed over his eyes or whatever. Exactly. They'd be like, okay, oh, oh, and mm. then, then chop his limbs off. I got a question for you. Go on. Have you ever seen a man riding a big iguana chasing a robot in a big wheel? This week? No. <laughs> think though, think. Have you? Oh, maybe in the movie. In the <laughs> yeah. movie Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Now, is that. Where'd the iguana come from? Because it's his friend, right? Yeah, it's Obi Wan's friend. I think it's just part of that planet's like ecosphere, you know. Did he have? To, did he? Did he? Was it in the ship? No. Well, I was because he's like, hey, come here, buddy, and it's already there, and it's like, did you? So did you tame that? He's got Jedi powers. Oh. He's, he's calming its mind. Initially, I thought that it's was, weird. It is weird that there's only one though. You're right. <laughs> Initially, I thought that uh, that was maybe one of the monsters that they defeated in that. In the in the in the in the monster pit in episode two. Oh, okay. Like maybe he became friends with it afterwards. He's just shipping it planet to planet. Yes, <laughs> fair enough. But imagine being Ewan McGregor that day, and they're like, "Oh, it's really funny." You should see the behind. Oh, the scenes is it footage, just a, yeah. like a big green pommel horse, <laughs> yeah, like much. a bucking bronco that you yes. put a coin in, and they're like, "This is going to be a big iguana, Ewan." So, uh, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Is this is this the same thing that I'm going to be riding at the end of the movie when I hand over the baby? No, that's a different thing. That's like mm. a camel. Thing. Just just react exactly as you would if you were riding a giant iguana. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> He's talked multiple times about how, and even you know at the time of filming this, it's in the behind the scenes where yeah, he's like it, it's I just it's hard because mm. you just don't know what you're looking at. That being said, there is a lot of model work in this still. Yeah, like that volcano for the most part is model work. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously with CGI enhancements. Yeah, yeah. They filmed Mount Etna when it erupted and Ooh. used a lot of fire in that. You know, things like that. They filmed Dame Edna. They did film Dame Edna. Some sort of freakish alien creature. Yeah, they didn't use it. You know what? It. If I were you and McGregor and I was filming on the on the on the uh, giant lizard, yeah. I would give it a lot of knowing looks. <laughs> so they'd have to animate in the lizard looking back at me and being like <laughs> I'd be like, Good work, buddy. Yeah, they're mates. Yeah. Because this episode is about mates, you right? know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a bit. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, and I think one of the things that also helps this movie is Trish Bigger who does all the costumes because if you're not on a set and there were a few sets that they did build like Padme's apartment and one corridor of that mm-hmm. ship you know, and, and other things as well you're standing across from somebody in a costume hopefully unless it's yes. a CGI creature uh-huh. and then you kind of know what you're reacting to and I think that makes yeah. a big difference you know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. are we, are we going to slot this in somewhere just Obi-Wan fighting Grievous yeah let's do that right now okay I was going to say because <laughs> Obi-Wan's plan yeah. evidently is to leap in in front of Grievous and completely surrounded by like an army of droids and, and yeah. aliens and, and monsters and just hope that he can goad Grievous into <laughs> fighting him one-on-one, right? Yes. 
Because he saw what happened in episode two. He remembers episode two. He remembers it very well. Absolutely. And all those Jedi getting slaughtered. (laughs) And he's like, you know what would make this more fun? Worse odds for me. (laughs) Way worse odds. But I kind of like that idea of how much he's grown. And he's been doing like two to three years of war. Uh So he's probably like, I could probably backflip out of this, I reckon, if I I need to. You know? I I could probably whistle for another, (laughs) some sort of giant alien creature to whisk me away. Do I know any giant bees? (laughs) Some sort of alien dragonfly type that could pick me up, whisk me out of here. How are you feeling about, you know, really ramping up the lightsaber battles in this where it gets to the point where you're fighting something with four lightsabers? Do you think it's too much? Do you think it's just the right amount of lightsabers? I think there should be more lightsabers. <laughs> more lightsabers. Yeah, more lightsabers, yeah. I think there's memes of that where like... Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, oh, I'm Roby one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Put him between his toes. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think that fight gets more interesting... First of all, with the iguana chase sequence. Mm, sure. Uh, but even better than that, when they go hand to hand. Like that's when it's fun for yeah. me. Not when it's just a spinning whirlwind of lightsabers. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah, cool, I guess. But, but you know, when he kicks Grievous and he's like, oh God, he's made of metal. <laughs> I kicked one of the metal bits. You know, that's the stuff that I like. Also, I should have kicked his soft alien genitals. <laughs> Wherever they are. <laughs> Joke's on you, Obi-Wan, they are in my foot. <laughs> but I've coated it in metal. As you would, yeah. yeah. Also, all Jedi should You don't just... think all the Jedis that I killed didn't attempt to kick me in my genitals? <laughs> this isn't my first trying to be kicked in, a jet, in the genitals by a Jedi. Rodeo. Also, all Jedi, they should just have a gun, right? Yeah. I mean, they're pretty good with a lightsaber, but imagine if you had a lightsaber and a gun. Lightsaber that turns into a gun. Well, we've seen that in Star Wars Rebels. Oh. Ezra Bridger has one. It's like a lightsaber gun. There's also some sort of animated series that I watched as a kid where somebody had a lightsaber gun. I remember thinking, that's sick, man. Was it Silverhawks? No, it wasn't Silverhawks. I think it was an anime. Oh, an anime? Yeah. I've probably seen it. Yeah, you've probably seen it. You're the guy who knows everything about anime. <laughs> it's true. You know what you love? You love seeing things that you've seen before. I know that. Yeah, When absolutely. you come to my house, you're like, I've seen this couch. <laughs> I saw it last week. Yeah. But uh, this time around, we get Chewbacca. I'm going to jump on it again. <laughs> ah, but this time around, we get uh, Chewbacca, you know? Yeah. And that's fun. Mm. Now, originally, he was supposed to be paired with little boy Han Solo. All right. There's uh-huh. a few cut subplots in this, but this one would have had them helping locate General Grievous by finding part of a transmitter droid, which meant Obi-Wan could go find him on Utapau, right? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, like... Thank you, thank you so much for not doing that. Right? Like, how, how little would this little boy be? Like Jake Lloyd age, or maybe like well, if, young teen or something? Well, if Luke and Leia are born in this movie, he'd be like ten ish. Yeah, he'd be older than them, right? Yeah, okay, sure, sure, sure. But you know, I think the idea of just like him and Chewbacca have been friends since since he's a little boy. It's like that's nothing. You know yeah, what I mean? Right? I mean, it's a little bit Calvin and Hobbes, and I I like that. Sure. But uh, and also, who do you get? Yeah. Frankie Muniz? Yeah. You get little Olden Ironreich. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. You think about him doing that movie in years to come, and you get ahead of it. Yeah, nice. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what about Malcolm in the Middle's older brother? Oh, Francis. Yes. Sure. Great. I think he was like 19 at the time. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Whatever, I guess. Yeah, I I think that whole thing of like... Wait, what about Dewey? (laughs) That works too. Great. (laughs) Wait, what about Brian Cranston? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay, great. Why isn't he in any of these movies? He did 10 seasons of Malcolm in the Middle. He's rich. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's rich. I forgot. You're yeah. like Breaking Bad. <laughs> Let him retire, for God's sake. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I, I do think... Like, he was also Zordon. Yeah, he was Zordon. Don't for forget a, he was Zordon. He was Zordon for a bit, wasn't he? But that's because he... He was in the original He Power was in the original Rangers. as like a, uh, like, a, like a bit player, I guess. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I think the whole stuff with Yoda and the Wookiees, I, I, I'm not really interested in like that planet. It only serves to kind of have him be off-planet for Order 66, I guess. You know what I mean? Which we will get to. But I do love the bit where they go to, like, get Yoda off-world and there's this, like, pod which is, like, the size of a Wookiee and they just pull, like, one small branch off it. Uh Now, presumably there were more branches, but I like the idea of just putting one on it and just go, this is, yeah, this is fine. Is that how he got there? Like, why were they hiding the pod? What's that situation? You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. There's a deleted scene, actually, where he arrives on Dagobah, but they had to get rid of it. Because you don't need to see everything. Oh, like his, like his, his final, final, like resting place, yeah. as it were. Okay. The door opens and he looks out and he goes, "Oh fuck, no! Oh god, this is <laughs> what a horrible place." There's already a hut there. There's like one other hermit living there, and he just shoots him, <laughs> drags his body, breaks his body into a shallow grave, and he's like, "I live here now." <laughs> this is my planet. <laughs> Sits on his little seat like his Boba Fett. <laughs> uh, Palpatine, though. 
I like in this movie that people... I'm going to make some gross stews. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sorry, Palpatine. No, no, it's fine. I like that people are beginning to notice that he's not great. Like, even if he's not oh, a Sith, he's a, yeah. which he obviously is and he always has been, where people are like, this isn't lighting up. Why is this guy still in power? This war is going forever. He seems very aggressive, this man. You know what I mean? I'm starting to think there aren't heroes on both sides. <laughs> exactly. Not everybody cottons on. For example, Atticus. Uh I don't think he... Yeah, well, I guess he's sort but of... he's a dumb guy. Yeah, he's a dumb guy. We'll, we'll talk he's about that. He's just a himbo. It's not his fault. Yeah, but like the moment where, you know, Obi-Wan's pinned under that thing after he kills Dooku... And Palpatine's like, just, nah, leave him. Right, and yeah. Anakin's not like, excuse me? Uh, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Palpatine? But I enjoy that, like, Obi-Wan and the Jedi hate Palpatine and Palpatine hates them. You know what I mean? Sure, right. I, yeah. I, I like that kind of dynamic and he's trying to infiltrate Anakin into that group for his own nefarious purposes. Because I don't know if you know this, Mason. Go on. He's, he's, a, he's the bad guy. What? Yes. I mean, you see it later because he gets his face lightning. The bad guy's Darth Sidious. What yeah, no, no, I know. I can see why you'd, why you'd be confused by that. But uh, actually, He's been in two other movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those per- those two people, they actually they merge together into one Whoa, person. Yeah. wow. That happens off screen. That's cool, yeah, man. That is cool, isn't it? Anyways, Palpatine and Anakin. The weird... Palpatine. Thank which you. Which is their couple name. <laughs> That's right. The weird, ominous uh, squid opera. Wait, give me a moment. Okay. Anatine, not as good. Right, the other one's better. <laughs> Sounds like some sort of malted milk drink. It does, but off-brand. Yeah. yeah. But one of people's favourite sequences in this movie, including the two actors that are in it, is the weird, ominous squid opera situation. Oh, yes. Where they sit down together and, they, and he's like, I'm going to tell you a great Sith proverb that only I know. Nothing better than a squid opera scene in a sci-fi movie. I'm Fifth w- element? I'm well into kidding it. kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? That was originally actually just supposed to be in his office. Oh. And I'm glad they went... Maybe we don't film this one in the office, you know what it's, I mean? Yeah, you're right. We've had, we've had a bit of that going on. There's a moment where Anakin... It's just an office scene, but they bring in the opera singer anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just we, yeah, we hire on Fridays as a, as a little trait for the workers. But like, there's even a moment where Anakin walks in on his office and you just see that Palpatine's just looking at the Death Star plans. Right. I don't know if you notice that, but he's just like, hmm, this, oh yeah, this could work. Yeah, I'm into he's this. Like- He's going through a, a a sexy weapon of mass destruction calendar. He's just <laughs> opening it up like a Playboy. He's like, mm, Hello. Uh, not bad. July is a torture droid. What do you think about that? Mm, dark saber. Mm. Mm. That's a legend situation, though, Mason. Let me tell you that right now. Well, not the not the one from the Mandalor. The, the other, there's two dark yeah. sabers. Let's yeah. not get, let's not do this. Let's not get into this. Also, I also don't look as, as soon as I said it. I'm also like, let's not get into that. Why would he be leafing through a, a calendar <laughs> ahead of time? It'd be a catalog. <laughs> if anything, it's, it's too late to, to switch it around. All right. <laughs> exactly. It's death machine porno. Is what he's. he's <laughs> and that's about, what right? he's doing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that though. That everybody is telling. Anakin, including Obi-Wan, that like, this is a bad guy. Mm. Like, he's essentially grooming him. Mm. And we know that because Anakin's like, he's not a bad guy. He watched over me since I was a child and I arrived here. Yeah, that's a that's a red flag, man. Like, that's, that's a bad thing. Mm. And also he's like, and he put me on the council, and he told me to leave you to die on the ship, and he, and he told me he was a Sith Lord. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> it takes him that long. How can I be on the council but not be a master? I don't know. Because your boss got you on there. Your boss got, yeah. It's a, a, yeah. It's a nepotism hire, dude. Come on. Who's also maybe your dad. Have you heard about this theory? I mean. Oh, because it, uh, um, because Anakin was uh, a virgin birth. Yes. As it were. Uh, what What's her name? Oh, Shmi and Shkeev. Shkeev. One of them's Sheev and one of them Shmi, right? Yes, that's right. Shmi is the lady. Yes. Shmi's his mum. <laughs> yes. Okay, right. So, but but the the theory is, I, I guess, that he he put his evil midichlorians in her. Yes. And it resulted in an, an evil Anakin baby. Yeah, something to that effect. Mm. But there was actually an earlier draft of this script where he says, I arranged for your conception. You might almost think of me as your father. And Anakin's like, no, that's not true. It's impossible. You know, it's the same. It's, it's the same thing. Same thing it's like a whatever. tone poem. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing. It's my favourite thing George Lucas has ever said. I agree. It's, it's like a tone poem. <laughs> We got George in for that, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah just to say that. Because we needed a fresh kind of line of dialogue That's to put right. in. We couldn't get a clean recording of it. So it's also been implied more recently in one of the Darth Vader comics that this is what happened. Right. But Matt Martin, who's a member of the story group, has come out and said, no, this is like a certain perspective and it's all part of a manipulation. And also George Lucas took it out for a reason because yeah. it's probably not true. And it's also, you're right, it is very on the nose that it's exactly the same as the reveal in Empire Strikes Back. And that's not, that's, you know... That's that's boring, quite frankly. It's boring, and it feel it's that that revelation is more impressive if if you don't have anything before it. I think, but also that's interesting. It's 
because that sounds like the comics writers, like they went rogue. They went rogue one. Well, no, it was never supposed to be like, this is the definitive answer. Oh, okay, it was right. all part of like a larger manipulation and perspective and all of those kinds yeah. of things, you know? Your father's actually that guy, Gary. Gary? You know, Gary worked down the moisture farm? Yeah, I met him. Well, he's, he's your dad. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Do I have to talk to him? Nah. <laughs> I, think, I, think he de- I think he's dead. I think he fell in a moisture... Whatever, whatever they have, some sort of machinery they have at the moisture farm. I don't know. It's very vague, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Anyways, uh, Mace Windu. Oh, yeah. Might be one of the dumbest people in these movies. Uh, there's a moment where he says, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Yeah, that's... I mean, you knew that from like two movies ago when, yeah. the, when the Sith turned up. And probably your entire career, right? It's <laughs> like, surely... What, I mean, did you just... Were you just aware of the Sith and you thought... It was a different club with different coloured lightsabers. <laughs> Ridiculous. What do you reckon they're doing over there? Come the, on, man. The moment where Anakin kind of ambles up to him after finding out that he's a Sith Lord because he was told so, Mace Windu's reaction is, oh, how do you know he's a Sith Lord? And none of Anakin's answers are, yeah, he just fucking told me, like, right. just now. And so, <laughs> and so Mace Windu... And I don't think he was joking. <laughs> I don't think he was joshing around. He didn't say JK. He said for reals. <laughs> well, he said FR, but that's that's for reals. Yeah, that is for reals, yeah. But the idea that then Mace Windu, his reaction is to go, I'm just going to take the three guys that are currently with me mm. to deal with this. Yeah. Those guys are literally with him when he finds out. Yeah. Like he didn't think of like a wider execution of this plan. Bring a tank. Bring a tank. Yeah. Bring a rock. Hit bring him with that, a rock. Bring that robot that... Squirts out worms, poison worms. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, and the rest of that, all the, the other, yeah. all the other. I mean, I know maybe he was trying to keep it low key, you know what mm. I mean? Because you don't want to get caught. Consp- Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day, and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away, and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia... 
cotton, and so many more. Now, you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. And you know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Cha-ching sound effect. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Firing against the government, mm, you know what I mean? True. But, but what, what a strategy. Because those guys, you know, three of the four get killed like immediately. Yeah. And then it's just him fighting Ian McDermott and his face replacement. So those guys are management. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably haven't, probably haven't done any lightsaber stuff in years. They're not off planet like doing adventures with Obi-Wan, yeah. are they? They're bean counters. Yeah, bring in some of the loose cannon Jedi. <laughs> you know, they don't play by the rules, but exactly. they get results. God. Bring in Quinlan Voss. Bring in Quinlan Voss. He gets a mention here. Yeah, everyone's like, Quinlan Voss is doing an adventure. Is he related to Dryden Voss? Yeah, they're sisters. It's great. Yeah, I think so. That's yeah. It's a gender-fluid universe. That's great. Nothing wrong with that. The fight with Mace Windu and Palpatine, I get that it's shot up close because it's all confined. Mm-hmm. And I love Ian McDermott's expression ah! you know, the whole time, you know. You know who else is loving Ian McDermott's expression? Ian McDermott. Oh, my God. He's, he's loving it. Yeah, he's, he's really crushing it. We were talking about this before we started recording, like concerning how much money he got from this and why does he do it and why did he come back for the new one? And it's, I just think he's just having a great time. Yeah. And the money. For sure, yeah. <laughs> Those two things, yeah. yeah. The script just says, uh, Ian, just, um, or the director's just like, Ian, um, in this scene, just pick a number and say it, and that's how many spaceships you have. <laughs> <laughs> a million star. Yep, great. That's great. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's great. All you right. got it. No notes. <laughs> There's also uh, some contention about whether or not the Emperor lost this fight on purpose. Oh. Or whether he was beaten. Why would I, he want to lose, though? To well, get to get the weird googly moogly face? Yeah, that's right. That's okay, why. It's right. the only way to get it. So, yeah, I encourage everybody to do their own research also. Terrific. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Yeah, yes. so, so the official Lucasfilm line of this is, and this is from the novelization. Uh, oh, you mean he, so he would, he, would, he would lose so that Anakin would kill? Yeah, essentially. Where the Mace Window was using a, a va- vapard, vapid. It's his style of aggressive lightsaber oh, fighting. Oh, I think I remember reading that in some sort of Dawling Kindersley book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Star Wars data files or whatever. Yeah. And he also found his shatter point. 
which is apparently a thing that you can use where you find a person's breaking point and it might oh. be another person or a thought or a feeling. I don't know. It's a bit vague. And he used that against the emperor. I'm pretty sure that like every time I use a vending machine, it finds the, the thing I'm buying's <laughs> chatter points. Every time I get the thing, I'm like, oh. Oh, no. But it's also, I think, possible that the emperor knew that he couldn't win that fight. Mm. And so just like... Because of the the, the, vapid, the vapid and the, the shatter vapid, point. Yes, 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 yes. So he thought, look, I can't defeat this guy one-to-one, but I guess if Anakin's going to intervene, that's my chance here. Mm. You know what I mean? So there you go. Oh, you know why I remember the Dorling Kinnersley books? Yeah. Because one of them has Dooku in it. And it says like... <laughs> Uh, smug expression of superiority on it or whatever. And he's just like, mm. I, don't, than, I don't know where I am. But better than you, though. Mm. <laughs> uh, before we talk about uh, Anakin's turn, I want to get into some scrapped concepts for this movie. Okay. From drafts. So when George Lucas was originally going through this, he realised that having Boba Fett getting revenge on the Jedi and Padme also founding the Rebel Alliance, which is in a deleted scene where Mon Mothman's in that, but then it was cut, but then she was brought back for, for Rogue One and other things. The actress who played her. Oh, my God, look at that face! We're putting that in, Ben. <laughs> All right, great. Mason found the image. <laughs> so, yeah, it was supposed to be Boba Fett getting revenge, Padme founding the Rebel Alliance, Okay. and there was an idea to have seven battles over seven planets going on, right, at one point in this movie. As a nod to seven brides for seven brothers. Exactly. Because, you know, we talked about how escalating battles, how in yeah, episode yeah, one yeah. it was four battles at the end. I think they worked some of that into the Order 66 okay. stuff. So how did they come up with seven? I don't know. Is it just one more than the last one? Yes, one more. Or maybe, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, right. It's not important. <laughs> but he decided to just scrap all of that mm. and focus on... George Lucas comes into the pitch meeting, he's just written battles <laughs> on a piece of paper, but then he turns the S into a dollar sign. Oh, how many battles? Seven. <laughs> seven battles. Like seven brides for seven brothers. <laughs> All right, George, what else? It's fine. Yeah, good, great, good. <laughs> but he decided to just focus on the turn of Anakin. So all of that is okay. in the bin, but also kind of used in other places. Yeah, I've right, seen right, right. in other media. I do, though, and I mentioned this up top, I feel the turn is a bit rushed. And I think also it's partially because the idea that he was going to save Padme from death that was really emphasised in the reshoots because initially his turn was going to be because he thought that the Jedi were going to take over. Right. And so that's why he intervened. Okay. And I don't really think that either of them are fleshed out that well to make it convincing. I, I just don't believe that he wrecks Mace Window and he gets flung out the window. <laughs> yes. Right. Which we, is obviously a classic way to die is Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. By your last name. Boy, is it. <laughs> You're going to be killed by a stonemason, aren't you? Oh, no. Yes, Mason. Oh. And then the idea that Palpatine's like, oh, you know how I said that we could stop people from dying? I can't do that. But what if, what if we did it together? Like, you'd think, you'd rethink your situation. You killed Mace Windu, but you can come back from that. You know what I mean? Can you? Yeah, but you can't come back from everything... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Actually, the window killed him. <laughs> Actually, the fall killed him, mm. if he's even dead. Actually, the fall didn't kill him. It was the sudden stop at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, but even the idea where, you know, there's a moment where him and Obi-Wan are shouting at each other. Just, I was going to say. Sure. Uh, there, there's a lot of speculation that Mace Windu is still alive, right? Yeah. I mean, not now. We would have died of old age. Yeah. But, and he's fictional. But <laughs> Jedi survive falls all the time. Absolutely, you know they I mean? do. You yeah. Know? Happens literally every But movie. he hasn't returned in anything, right? Not yet. Okay. No, right. I think he will. But we'll see. We'll because, see, you know, so. he's a character that people know and yeah. an actor that people know, so... I guess once Secret Wars is finished, the, the Marvel series... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll probably, he'll probably want another job. So. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, once Marvel just finishes making movies and mm. TV shows, yeah, he'll come yeah. back, yeah. But, you know, the idea that he, he, he wants to help Palpatine overthrow the Jedi because of love and also because he thinks the Jedi are evil. And as soon as Palpatine, like, explains that to him, and then he says... Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy, and it's but like, think critically, idiot. You know what I mean? You don't. Do you not yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you not see this? Uh-huh. Uh, this is why I think it should have been spaced out more. I think he meant due to the incredible popularity of the raising people from the dead power. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know, people will be loving it. Yeah, give me a bit of that raising from the dead. I would love some of that. Yes, please. Who'd you, who would you bring back? Just so people know, this is an incredibly long pause. <laughs> Like, we, we edited it shorter, <laughs> but a lot of time has passed. Mm. Is it dinosaurs? <laughs> That's a good answer, actually. Good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> Order 66. Yes. It's good. 
Order 66 is good. No, it's a good sequence. Oh, sure. You know? Great score by John Williams. The overall plan to, like, get the Jedi isolated with clone troopers on different worlds, you Mm. know what I mean? It, It totally makes sense. Do you think the execution of Order 66 only works if Palpatine says it? Yeah. Or could it work anywhere? Like at a like at a family restaurant or something? Funny you should say that because yeah. in the Darth Vader comic there's a Jedi Padawan who's still alive and he and he says it to some clone troopers in front of some inquisitors, and because all the inquisitors are former Jedi, they just start laying waste to them. So it's still it's still in them. Okay, yeah. Wow. So it, so anybody can say it. So if you happen to say it, I think that it just works. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're at a McDonald's. Or if you're at a McDonald's, exactly. Yeah. So there's also a really interesting theory that I saw from uh, Eckhart's Ladder, who's got a Star Wars and Halo-based YouTube channel, where he talks about the purpose of the hyperspace ring as a mode of transportation for the Jedi. Okay. And the idea that those are Jedi and government-funded weaponry and vehicles. Now, what's the hyperspace ring again? It's the thing you put your spaceship you need into. To, yeah, you need one to go to escape or go anywhere. Yeah, right, right. But if you're isolated with clone troopers and they're trying to kill you, they could keep you on planet by just destroying that. You know what I mean? So it's essentially they've built a trap into the system. And that's never been confirmed at all. But I really mm. like that idea that the whole structure of the Jedi is just so broken and stupid and manipulated that every single level of it is just to get you killed, essentially. Yeah. And also they went to use the toilet and the clone troopers had put like some plastic wrap. <laughs> so you're not so just... doing a big, a big poo on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Every angle they've got covered. It's incredible. <laughs> wow, yeah. yeah. So Anakin and Padme have a relationship in this, don't they? I mean, she's barely in it and she does nothing but have a big sook and then die. Mm-hmm. But there might be a reason for this, and this is a rumour. It's in the book How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, which is a really extensive history of like the franchise in general. Okay. But apparently, it, well, according to that, the rumour was that Natalie Portman made some of the handmaidens cry in the first movie, including Kira Knightley. And so that explains like her reduced role in these movies. Oh, because she was me. Yeah, but like every actor is a weird lunatic. So and you know, and everybody and, has good and bad days. <laughs> yeah. So and yeah, she was right. like a child. She was like a literal child. I'm not. I'm not excusing that behavior if it happened. But that's one of the explanations for why she's she's barely in it. But I also think that the way that they wrap up that is not super interesting. I mean, there's a moment where she's like, "I'm pregnant," and you see the look on his face of just like. Oh no! Like he's not. <laughs> what he's, does that mean? He's not happy. I've heard this word before. <laughs> yeah. And that balcony scene where I'm in love with you. Well, I'm so in love with you. It's like, yeah, okay, no, that's re- that's really good. But I do wonder, what do you think would have happened if they had have both survived and he and he hadn't have killed all those kids? Do you Probably think, would have been a nice time for everyone. But do you think they would have? He would have quit and gone to like after the war and gone to live on Naboo or whatever. Yeah, I think that he might have. Nice. I think he might have, Mason. Unless Naboo was destroyed, I can't remember. <laughs> no, it wasn't, Mason. That's terrific. Then seems lovely. They had a big party in Return of the Jedi on it. They, they changed Return of the Jedi, so you see Naboo. Oh, and they're going woo, nice woo. And they added that scene outside the Sydney Opera House. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like Australia was here yeah, too. Yeah, with the big spaceship crashed yeah, into it. Yeah, terrific. I, I know yeah, what you yeah. mean. Yeah, but then of course that leads us into uh, the Mustafa breakout. It's so bizarre how he thinks that. He's going to win her over. Uh, it's also so bizarre that they stay together at all when he's killing kids in like two of these three movies. <laughs> yes. But there's the moment where... And she likes kids. <laughs> yeah. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. I mean, you don't have to like kids to be pregnant, but yeah, True. it seems like she likes kids. Maybe she only likes her kids. <laughs> well, yeah, that, yeah, I can relate Selfish. to that. I can relate to that. <laughs> but, and I was a teacher, but yeah. Well, he, again, like he's such an idiot where he goes to her and he goes, hey, listen... Forget all the rumours you've heard about me, but I can kill the Emperor, and then me and you, we can rule the galaxy. And she's like, no. And then he's like, oh, why not? Because of (laughs) Obi-Wan? No. Like, what? The murder thing you mentioned. (laughs) And the killing of the kids. (laughs) Yeah. Which I'm indifferent to. I only like my kids. (laughs) That's right. There is actually a piece of concept art and a plot point they were going to put in where she pulls a knife on him. Whoa. And she's going to stab him, but she can't do it. And I think that would have been more interesting than just like, <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> yeah, not yeah, that yeah. interesting. Yeah. Also, he's got a lightsaber. He'd chop her hands right off. Exactly. But, Whoosh. you know, give her a bit of agency. Do you know what yes. I mean? Yes. Give her some decision making. Mm-hmm. Have something happen. Not just like, oh, she dies because she's the saddest woman in the galaxy. Right. You know, it's just, I, it's just, it feels rushed. Anyway, politics. Uh-oh. You, you thought we'd escaped it, didn't you? Yes, I thought this was going to be the big action finale. Well, what about the moment where Anakin screams, if you're not with me, then you're my enemy? 
Because, you know, it's an obvious... Oh, that's a... Yeah, that's yeah it's, a, okay. it's a George Bush line in relation yeah, after right. 9-11, whatever. And look, I know people don't like to hear that. I mentioned that, you know, the American... It's uh, just a completely coincidental <laughs> sequence of words, James. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But look, around this... George Lucas was in his bathtub <laughs> with his rubber duckies and he's like, you know what, I'm going to put this in. Yeah. Just thought of it off the top of my head. Just by pure happenstance. But by this point, George Lucas... If you're not with me, you're against me, rubber duckies. <laughs> But at this point in his life, George Lucas was very openly political. It was more kind of subtle in his uh. earlier movies. But he he's mentioned in an interview and he's openly compared the Iraq War to the Vietnam War and, you know, George Bush and Nixon and all of these things, how, you know, history is repeating itself and terrible presidents and all of mm-hmm. these things and, and wars that put in place for basically, you know, for no reason other than to profit, you know, a very few amount of people. Mm. And look, I know people don't like to hear that, but take it up with George Lucas because... I mean, you said all that, but all I heard was freedom, so... <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Say so yeah. what you like, dude. Anyways, the big fight. There's a big fight at the end. And let me Eey! let me tell you this, Mason. Can something, you know, be really well thought out and escalate wildly? You know what I mean? And there's lava and there's bits breaking off and everyone's doing big flips and screaming at each other. And you're watching it and I'm just like... It's kind of washing over me at a point. Like, it's both things to me, this fight. You know what I mean? Interesting. It's beautifully, okay. like, manufactured and played out. And Nick mm. Gillard, the stunt coordinator, putting it all together. And the John Williams score, you know, the Battle of Heroes. And it blends into Jewel of the Fates. And all that is incredible. But I think the word you used there was manufactured. And I think maybe oh, okay. that's why it doesn't maybe connect with people. Because you think there movies is... should be natural. And you just get people in their, in their yeah, homes. Yeah, I would have waited for you and McGregor and uh, Hayden Christensen to just have a fight. Just have a fight. <laughs> I wait. What I would do is I would pick I would pick a, a, a some sort of baked good that they both liked, and I would put one on the craft services table, yeah. and I would wait for them to argue over it, and then I would film that, and I would just CGI and lightsabers <laughs> over the top. But no, I think like because there is some, you know, we get the, you know the classic line of "You were the chosen one" yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But I think maybe that's too far. Too the emotion is too few and far between. And there's just so much of like yeah. conveyor belt fighting, you know, as it yeah, were, just so much jumping and and, yeah. and so on. What I do like about it though is that you see them, you see them physically slow down. Like mm. by the end, they're just kind of hacking at each other on that yep. floating platform mm-hmm. or whatever. And also, you see that Obi Wan is just like on the back foot the entire time. Because like, that's they had. That's because they'd run out of energy. Yeah, they exactly. Hadn't, they hadn't had their croissant. They yes. <laughs> And they both used their uh, their big force dash previously, so you know, and you can only use it once. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I like the idea that Obi Wan won not because he's naturally more gifted, because one is in his name. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but but you know he's more experienced and he's patient and and he's maybe technically more proficient. Yes. Like, or they're or at least technically they're on the same level. I would say. I reckon it's also probably because Obi Wan uh, trained him to be worse. <laughs> yeah, you might be. I'd right. add that in if I were him. <laughs> Yeah. I'd train him to be, like, blind to one particular move. Like his left. Yeah, like his entire left. <laughs> if, it had to, if it came down to him and me, I'd just stab him in the left. <laughs> oh, man. But there is that moment where everyone's like, Anakin, you idiot, Palpatine's evil. And he's like, well, uh, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Come on. Come on. <laughs> come on, man. At this point, still. Put it together. Right? You know? Yeah, anyways, this is all broken up, though, with uh, the Yoda fight with Palpatine. And look, I'm not a huge fan of that. And Yoda in this movie also, for one, Anakin goes to him and is like, I'm sad and I'm having bad dreams. And he goes, well, you know what you should do? You shouldn't worry that people should die because they become part of the Force, you know? Great. That's really helpful, <laughs> actually. Helpful, isn't That's it? Yeah. super yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. But that whole Sidious fight... I don't know. It's it's interesting. I mean, I, I like the idea that, you know, he gives him a big force push and he tips over the chair and you see he's wearing, like, black suit slacks under his robe. <laughs> I like all that. We were all expecting white boxes with red love hearts on them. <laughs> Weren't we just? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But, you know, at the end, Yoda's just like, I'm going. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just kind of... It's interesting, isn't right. it? Yeah, because he, he kind of... He had to get there. He had to end up on Dagobah and be... And be Defeated and miserable. Yeah, but it did. Yeah, it absolutely felt like he went. Well, this is what it, this is how this has to go. So I guess yeah. I give up now. Because I remember leading up to this, you know, after watching Return of the Jedi, there's a line where Yoda says to Luke in that, "Don't underestimate the power of the Emperor." Mm. But I don't think that fight conveys that the Emperor got the better of him. You know, I think yeah. he, you know that he can't. If I mean, he fell, but it was mm. mostly pretty even. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I think he should have been like. Thoroughly beaten, thoroughly beaten, or like beaten in like a like a like a blackmail way, like 
Well, maybe you could beat me, Yoda, but if you, I'll kill you. I'll kill your weird wife. You know, <laughs> Yaddle. Yeah, Yaddle. Okay, cool. You know, Yaddle, that character that was in the first movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill that, that yeah. whatever that is. Somebody, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, kill yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so bloody, uh, get out of here. Yeah, get out. I assume you know and love Yaddle because <laughs> you look sort of the same. <laughs> could have done Grogu. I mean, but this is before Grogu, wasn't it? That's true. Yeah. This all leads into, of course, Anakin's big accident. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah, he's had a big accident. Oh. You know? It's it's like wetting your pants times a million. That is true. Yeah. Very <laughs> embarrassing, as an adult especially. Wow. I want to talk about the high ground, though, specifically. How does that work? Okay. Because, first of all, uh, you shouldn't just do a big flip over somebody. I mean, we've seen it Because it's rude, is what it's, you're saying. It's <laughs> very rude, yeah. Right? It's very gauche. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody did a big flip over me, I'd be worried that they read something on my phone. Like they were reading my texts or whatever. <laughs> Get out of here. Stop it. Because, you know, he could have just jumped to the bank in front of Obi-Wan and they could have just continued having a sword fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think the way that I justify how this happens is that... I think Obi-Wan goaded him into it. Okay. I think he was just bullshitting about the high ground. Because I, I know, like, strategically in battle, it is an advantage. Mm-hmm, sure. But in this situation... If you have a gun. Yeah, if you have a gun, yeah. But in this situation, I just don't really see how it applies. And I think, you know, Obi-Wan being like, I've got the high ground, you better not do anything, mm-hmm. was like a way of being like, I'm going to see if I can get him to do a somersault. It was a real <laughs> don't throw me in the briar patch moment. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah that, that, that's what I think happened here, you know? I mean, everybody has their own version of this in their mind, I guess, but yeah. Wow. I, I imagine at this point many, many uh, martial artists and sword fighters have weighed in yeah. about whether that was the, the wise move. And they all think I'm wrong? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, yeah, I asked them all. Ah. They signed this petition. You have to stop doing YouTube. <laughs> Anyways, the movie wraps up on a big montage. You know, she lost the will, will to live, etc. Qui-Gon's yeah. back from, he's used the force and he's back and he's a ghost. Uh, Darth Vader being, nah, no! Mm. Should have just screamed. Doesn't matter, whatever. It's in the movie, isn't it? <laughs> I was also hoping for like half a movie. I of- shall call you Darth Vader. Why though? Because <laughs> he had it ready to go. Just he probably the- had a list. Yeah, he probably did. <laughs> You're telling me you didn't have that? So it's got, yeah, I guess. But I mean, I just, I'm just curious as to where the names come from. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no, you might be right. Yeah. Because Vader sounds like father. Is that what it is? It sounds like father in German or something? I think I it's know. just a, a word that George Lucas picked in the 70s. It just has a good mouth feel, I think. <laughs> Darth Vader, yes. 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 Ah! And then he's shooting lightning? Yeah, he's shooting lightning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This afternoon's been very productive, yes! Ah. I was, you know, leading into these movies... I'm going to take the rest of the day off. <laughs> leading into these movies, though, I always kind of hoped for more Darth Vader. And look, yeah. we, we, we have seen that since, you know what yeah. I mean? But seeing as this was going to be, like, the last we'd see of these characters, apparently... Mm-hmm. And I don't actually think that was ever supposed to be the case. You know, I, I I think I know George Lucas has kind of stood by at the time that this was going to be it, but I, I don't think, you know, he actually meant that. Hollywood is full of lies. Exactly. But, you know, just him kind of stepping off the table and having a big scream and then, you know, it cuts to him on a ship and he crosses his arms. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's, you know. I'm feeling better now. <laughs> I had a rough morning, but yeah, I've processed it now. This suit chafes a little. But at least mm. I'm back on my robot legs. <laughs> I've been given a balm. <laughs> I put a balm on. Just looked like they put the suit over the birds, really. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably part of the anger and the pain and all of those things. The suit squirts out a balm. <laughs> yeah, you'd hope so. Yeah, you'd reckon, right? Yeah. Do you think he's the chosen one? Nah. George Lucas says he is, so you're wrong. Oh, damn it. And there's other... I, I went, it was 50-50, <laughs> and I took a shot. I mean, there's other interpretations of it, you know what mm. I mean? So who knows, really? Yeah. But that's what George Lucas said. Okay. Anyway, it's the twin sons, because that was in a movie. And then the music goes. Now look. And then it's the disco version. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan too. Now look. Yes. I need to specify this as I have every week. And I've got more things to say because I've got to do green trivia, obviously. Of course. We haven't covered everything. Oh, right? what? For example, Yoda's lightsaber controversy. We've been going long enough. <laughs> I agree. So it feels like we've covered everything. But All right. What's Yoda's lightsaber controversy? Where in a comic his lightsaber is destroyed, but then it turns up in an episode of the Book of Boba Fett. But, you know, maybe he had two. It doesn't really well, matter. Had two. I'd have a backup for sure. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? You've yeah. You've got two sets of keys, right? That's exactly what I'm saying. Imagine you show up to a big battle and you're like, you check your glove box and you're like, oh. <laughs> That's right. I left it at home. Exactly. Now, we haven't There's mentioned... gloves in here. <laughs> 
No one does that for real. <laughs> There's any gloves in there, no. <laughs> now, obviously, of course, this uh, this title was taken from the original title of Return of the Jedi, which, which is going to be Revenge of the Jedi. That's right. So I, I really like that. Uh, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes footage of Ewan McGregor just training in blue jeans, and I'm like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> no, I just don't going to like the gym that. in his jeans? <laughs> yeah. He's a gym jeans guy. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, weird. What, what's what's those people's story? Exactly. Yeah. And look, you know, anything that you you know wish we had have talked about, you can absolutely leave it below. But look, I implore you, look, if, if you're here to say, well, they're not very good, but at least they're not the Disney, the Disney trilogy. Yeah, okay, I've seen it. I know, I, I, like a million times I've seen that. Oh, do you think... It's an should... incredibly hot take. It is very hot. Do you think we should do a tidbits episode where it's just stuff we didn't mention? Oh, wow, we'll yeah. Do a commenter version. And yeah, yeah. We can, just, we can just rattle stuff off and make fun of it. I would love that, actually. <laughs> just the whole thing of the trilogy. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Folks, put some facts in the comments. And we will... Uh, we might do it. We will explain to you personally why we left that part out on purpose. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, it's time for green trivia. Green trivia. So the Millennium Falcon is in this. Uh, there's a moment where you see it like leave a leave Coruscant or whatever. Oh, so it's it is a, it is the Millennium Falcon, not that particular model of ship. Well, look in Legends, it is like it, okay. uh, but also who knows what's happened since then. When it turns up in Solo, it's got that bit jammed in the front nose of bit, it. Yeah. yeah, but you know that's probably an addition. Maybe he, eject, maybe, maybe he ejected the nose bit in Solo, and then he got an extra nose bit like later on. Exactly. I mean, this is before Solo, but yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Mm. Uh, also, they were actually going to use archival footage and digital trickery to put Peter Cushing in this movie, mm. uh, which couldn't be done at the time considering what they had, so they recast the role. And it couldn't be done later when they did it, <laughs> that next time. Well. Some would argue that, yeah. yes, it couldn't be done the time they actually did it. Yeah, They should have put him on a hologram. I just Great, feel like, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh -huh, uh, yeah. But don't get me wrong, it's a technical marvel. Or a voicemail, just yeah. a voicemail. <laughs> Hello, this is Tarkin. Hello, you're, you're talking to Tarkin. You're tar it's Tarkin. Tarkin talk. <laughs> oh wait. Oh, oh, this is oh, this is a voicemail. Oh, um, uh, uh, death, death to the the rebels. <laughs> I'll call you. I'll call you later. I'll call you later. Love you, mum. <laughs> His mum's still alive for yeah, some yeah, reason. Yeah. yeah. Bye, moth mum. <laughs> uh, you might not actually know this, but the working title for the original Star Wars was Blue Harvest. I didn't know that. That's great. It's great, <laughs> great fact to know. Thanks, man. So General Grievous, of his four lightsabers that we see him holding, mm -hmm. two of them match the designs exactly to that of Anakin and Obi-Wan. What? Which makes me think that... There was extra props on set. Yeah, you know, they had a digital you know, copy of that, obviously, because you can just copy and paste in the computer. There's a fun fact for That's you. That's terrific. But also, every design we've seen in The Clone Wars is archived. So either they copied it or somebody else did, or it's just a generic template. That yeah, maybe, use. yeah. You right, right. I mean? yeah. yeah, they got it on AliExpress. <laughs> Standard lightsaber. That's it. Uh, George Lucas actually appears in this movie, as do his Oh, thank kids. God I picked one-day delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Left my lightsaber at home. My spare wasn't in the glove box. <laughs> uh, George Lucas actually appears in this movie, as do his kids. Uh, for example, the Jedi that Jimmy Smits uh, sees get cut down, that's Jet Lucas, his son. Oh, also, in the trailer, you might have noticed, because I know you watch the trailer for this movie most mornings. Absolutely, yeah. Gets you jazzed for your that's rise right. and grind lifestyle. Yep. Mm -hmm, that's right. In the trailer, his arms are up when he comes off the table, but then in the movie, they're down. Oh. And George requested that it was CGI'd to have them placed down, and then that's why he pulls them up when he gets off the table. I see. So, yeah, I don't know why, but right. that's in it. That would suggest that uh, somewhere on a, on, a, on a hard drive, there's a version where he's got four arms. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Just, mid, this, just the midpoint. Can we have that, please? If you've got that, we yeah, want yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We don't, like, it's, just give it, give us it. And yes, I know they would have deleted the arms first. I don't care. Give think, us it. I think there's four arms. <laughs> I think it's a four arm version. Goro. It's Goro, yeah. Yeah. And the last bit of green trivia. I'm going to make this really green trivia, Mason. Okay. So this is one of the shiniest C-3PO's we've ever seen. And as mm. a result, he reflects everything, like the crew, the camera, the green screen. So it was somebody's job to go in and painstakingly take out all of that reflection stuff in every single frame that Did he's they in. They learn nothing from RoboCop, original RoboCop. That's why he's blue in the sequel. Oh, really? Because he reflected too much camera stuff. I can't believe they learned nothing from the movie RoboCop 2. Right. Ridiculous. Amazing. 
Anyways, what a journey. Wow, across this trilogy of films, including every single video game that, that they've had of those, isn't it? We did all of them. Correct, yes. Amazing. Just want to say a huge thank you, first of all, to you, Mason. Thank you. You're I know very you, welcome. I know you hate Star Wars. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not the hugest. <laughs> I like some certain Star Wars, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, an even bigger thanks uh, to both Ben and Lawrence for editing these together. That's right. There's a reason they came out, you know, two weeks apart, because there's so much. And these Star Wars are, is so much. These are way too long. Uh, now, <laughs> a lot of people have said, can you come back and talk about, you know, the originals and the sequels? And I think, yeah, we will do that and we'll mm. probably do them in that order maybe every year or two years. I, I don't know. You know what whenever I mean? search engine optimization requires it, whenever it is on trend and <laughs> exactly. on fleek yep. and totally bussin'. If you see numbers just drop wildly off on this channel, you better believe we're doing those films. <laughs> That's right. You know? But if you do have any suggestions for Caravan of Garbage, please leave them below. We are open to literally... Anything that you want to see. And if you do want to see these early, if you head over to bigsandwich.co, they always go up early. And there's also movie commentaries. We've done every Star Wars movie. Uh, that's right. There's also bonus podcasts. Ooh. There's also our podcast, The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. That comes out there on Sunday as opposed to Monday. Basically, that's how we pay a lot of the bills. We, we right. keep the lights on, you know what I mean? Uh, pay all yeah. the editors and, and all of that. But thank you for coming on this journey. Uh, just shut up about the sequels. Shut up about them. <laughs> I, I know you think... This is the way you're going to wind this up? <laughs> yep. Everyone shut up. I just, I'm sick of it. You know, the, at least it's not the... Yes, I've, I, yep, I, I understand your feelings on that. Mm. I get it. If you're a person in the world, that's what I feel like is your default setting. You know, I don't yeah, need sure. you to tell me. I know. Nice, that's great. Anyways, but no, thank you for watching. Mm. Uh, grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next time. Oh, here's, I found another... Oh, oh my God, these expressions that right? Christopher Lee is doing. God, he's a professional, this guy. I agree. I mean, he was a professional. Yeah, he's dead. What? Yeah, he died. Oh, I I, I, I just thought he you know, slackened off a bit. <laughs> got lazy. Yeah, got lazy. That's, uh, that's sad now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bye, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 